Hello, and welcome back to the Chats with Creatives podcast. This is the second in the lockdown series of chats that I'll be having with myself. They're just short and sweet little episodes of me checking in and letting you all know where I'm at. Firstly, I want to thank you for being here. You listening to this podcast are the reason that I put these out, that I create this content and have these conversations with artists and creatives. This is the third season of Chats with Creatives and (laughs) after last week, my kind of out loud acknowledgement of how brutally I I can speak to myself, I want to say this, (laughs) so bear with me. I'm really proud. (laughs) Is it sad how hard that was to, to say? I'm really proud of this podcast. My hands are clenching. <laughs> oy, oy, oy. Okay. I'm really proud. I'm really proud of this podcast, of the work that I've put in since it started. It's a lot of work. I, I mean, I have the time to do the work and I, and I enjoy doing it. I, I really, really fucking love chatting with creative people. It's, it's why I started it. <laughs> I think that People are really fascinating and have so much to say. And when you have a platform to say it, magic happens. And I really love the end product. I love what happens when I release an episode and I, and I get messages and comments from, from you. And I, I get very different messages and comments and thoughts depending on the different guests that I have. It kind of brings different things out of different people. I mean, of course it does because everyone I've interviewed is so different and individual. I'm thinking about it now because because of the messages that I received after after last week's episode, which was the first um, lockdown chat. And it was essentially just 20 minutes of me talking about how I was faring. I recorded it a few weeks ago. Took me a bit of time to to kind of push myself to release it because I kind of I had a bit of imposter syndrome thinking like why why what's the point of me rambling about my <laughs> my mental health and my headspace at the time and it also wasn't completely like linked up with a kind of a timeline of events that I've been experiencing so I recorded that episode a few weeks before Melbourne Fringe had to announce that they were cancelling a lot of in-person shows. Uh, restrictions in in Melbourne are still um, pretty brutal and they were going to continue to be brutal up until at least just before, if not during, what the Melbourne Fringe is going to be. And so when I recorded the podcast, I was kind of in a headspace of preparing myself for this really important and exciting project that I was working on and the kind of unsurety that was coming with that about is it going to be cancelled? Is it going to go ahead? Do we book rehearsal space? Do we ask others to come on board and and commit with us? And then (laughs) lo and behold, uh, yeah, we had to cancel. We cancelled Pieces of Shit and uh, two episodes that I'd already released – with Kane Hansen and Alex Hines, where where we spoke a lot about the shows that they would be doing at the Melbourne Fringe. And I had three or four interviews lined up for more shows that were going to go ahead at Melbourne Fringe that had to kind of <laughs> be postponed. And they had already been released. And, and what I, I think what I'm trying to say is 
the previous few episodes I've released haven't been fully in line with the timeline of events that we're kind of experiencing right now. So just quickly, um, (laughs) I know I was talking about responses to episodes, but before I jump back into that, I just want to say that right now where I'm at, my fringe show has been cancelled since the announcements were made uh, two weeks ago. I haven't touched the text. We were kind of halfway through a development without our director that had just come on board. And yeah, I, I haven't been able to go back and look at the text and and work on anything. I've taken a big break. I had a really, a really low spell. Even before the show was cancelled, I was I was in a bit of a low spell. I think that was <laughs> I don't know if that was clear from the last episode, but um I think this lockdown in particular, this lockdown six is for me personally, it's been the hardest on my mental health because I think I think I've run out of positivity in a way. I've run out of that kind of energy to propel myself forward and pieces of shit. My show was the only thing doing that. It was the only thing helping me kind of focus and move through each day and was getting me in touch with people and I had some readings and got to see beautiful people's faces and then we were working with a beautiful director that I was really excited about working with and we'll still be working with them but yeah I think things have just they've really flipped on their head I mean I think each time a lockdown is announced we're all flipped on our heads and this felt like a fucking a double blow like a kick in the guts when I was already down and I know that so 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 many people who had shows at Fringe are experiencing this, this kind of state that I guess I'm rambling about right now, this kind of like excitement that was just building and so desperately needed and then was just fucking cut down and ripped away, not just because our personal shows were cancelled, but because we were so looking forward to this event, this three weeks of theatre and art and shows and performances in like this collection of Melbourne creatives coming together and supporting each other and celebrating that we were still here and it was ripped out from under us. And there are still online shows. I think from the start there were about 40 and now there's a few more, but um, yeah, there's something about losing those live shows yet again that that's been really really fucking tricky, just difficult (laughs) to come back from. So this low spell that I was in felt impossible to drag myself out of when our show at Fringe was cancelled. And I think just the fact that there, there can be shame around mental health and like really, truly, really, really, truly revealing your state of mind and your headspace because when you're in a depressive episode, it's a lot. It's, um, yeah, it can be really overwhelming for others to witness or understand, especially if, if someone hasn't experienced it before. Yeah, so last week was, <laughs> that was a hard one to release, but I, I thought that something I could do today to share with you is some of the kind words that have been said to me throughout this journey. (laughs) This is as much for me as it is to share a little bit of light and positivity because after that episode, 
uh, a beautiful friend of mine, creative and choreographer, dancer, singer, amazing divisor and yoga teacher, JJ. She got in touch and kind of let me know how what I was saying about speaking to myself really resonated with her and the way that I speak to myself, which I, which I shared last week was a little bit brutal most of the time. And it was uh, a shock for me to have a friend of mine in like live recording say, Bronte, you need to be kinder to yourself for all to witness. And as I said last week, I did, I did delete a few of the times that he said that to me, but (laughs) that's just because I was ashamed. (laughs) So I want to share some things. The first thing I want to share is that, as I just said, JJ resonated with the way that I expressed speaking to myself in an unkind way, which made me think that it kind of it kind of gave me a little uh, moment of okay, releasing that short episode where I rambled to myself was an okay thing to do because even if it's not for everyone, it's for someone. It hits someone, and that's that's all that matters. I also wanted to touch on the fact that these lockdown chats for me, my my main goal with these um, shorter conversations with myself, are connection is for you as a listener to feel connection because I can't at the moment, I can't offer conversations with other creatives and artists. The artists that I had lined up to speak with all had their shows canceled. So there's, you know, there's time and space needed there before we can before we can jump into a conversation about their their work. So they'll be on at some point. But until that time and while this lockdown continues, I'll be here. I don't know if I explain, oh my God, I'm rambling again. I don't know if I explain that what I want with this is to vocalize kind words that have been said to me because I am not at the moment doing very well at speaking kind words to myself. And I I know that others are struggling with that as well at the moment because sometimes it can just be a lot of energy and that our energy has been drained, 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 drained for, for months and months. So something that I received from a beautiful listener who's been with me from the start, um, I'll just read a, a section. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Your ramble was emotive and empathetic, kind and so eloquent. I want you to know that you're a touchstone for me in this performing arts community and a clear channel to connect to this aspect in my life that can feel so distant. I resonate with you on many levels. I'm touched by your generous heart and sending you much love and care. Your work and way of being with all this is compassionate as fuck. That was sent to me and my immediate response was throw the phone down. That can't be true. I don't believe it. They're just saying it. And I kind of just accepted that response and I left the message for a little while. And then I, after a few hours, I kind of kept thinking about it. And I, and I, I kept receiving messages about, about my chat, about that ramble. And so it was kind of very present during that day. And it was like a constant reminder. It was like a, it was like an alarm. Imagine having an alarm on every day. And the alarm says to you, you're eloquent, (laughs) you're emotive and empathetic. You're a touchstone for me in the performing arts community. I resonate with you. Your way of being is compassionate. 
like these these beautiful kind words that that kind of oozed that this person had felt that connection that was my goal and I've thrown my phone down and I've ignored it and I've told myself in my head I don't believe that that can't be true they're just saying that and so I was getting this reminder whenever someone messaged me about the episode and I was like oh my goodness like something I I can't (laughs) when it's coming from this many I can't be making it up I don't know I just Something pushed me to go to my partner and say, I've just had a few messages about this episode. Can I read you this one? Because I I don't know if it's true. I don't know if I can believe it or not. And I read out the entire message to Lee and I was like, what do you think? Like, is it like, I, I don't know how to take this. And Lee's like, what do you mean? How do you take this? It's real. It's honest. It's kind. What's wrong with it? And I was like... I was like, I can't believe it. I I don't believe it. I honest, like I can't find it in myself to accept these kind words coming from someone else because I'm not saying kind words to myself. It's like, it's the whole thing of you can't love someone if you can't love yourself. So I had these kind of reoccurring moments of observing my response to these kind words coming in and observing that my response was resistance, negativity, um, disbelief. And so my focus since then has been on continuing to notice those moments and then find some way of breaking down that fucking barrier and letting that kindness in. So I thought as kind of a self-challenge and also as something, I guess, beautiful to share with, with you, my listeners, I thought, I thought I would share some some kind words that I've received over the course of this entire podcast because maybe we all need a little bit more kindness in our hearts and in our ears. And also I want this to to be for you as a listener to know that you're not the only one listening. There is a mass of creatives out there listening to these conversations and reacting and responding to these conversations and you're not alone. You're absolutely not alone. Okay. So much vulnerability and educated insight in this podcast. It's so nice and encouraging to hear from other artists and creatives also trying to figure out what they want, need, and aspire to be their true selves. Right? How nice is it to hear people talk about their fucking lives? Oh, okay. Oh, this one's about me. Oh, okay. Bronte is a natural and giving host guiding us through conversations that challenge both artists and audiences and also challenge Bronte herself. Yes, very true, very true. It's challenging for me to read that out loud. The episodes flow smoothly and are totally approachable without any alienating over-academic edge. Okay, intelligent, fun, flowing, fruitful chats that I think speak to many creative people at this moment. How do I balance activism and art? Why do we see what we see? What do we want to see? What must we realize in ourselves and our role in this society? Bronte is a brilliant host. And these chats walk along the line of intelligence, humor, candor, and vulnerability. I'm excited to hear more. Um, <laughs> hey, I've been listening to your podcast. It's so good. I look forward to more. There was something really nice mentioned about the importance of creating art for yourself, that it doesn't always need to get great recognition or anything. Something I think about a lot, but don't actually hear a lot of people talk about. So thank you. Oh, so real. So real. I remember talking about that 
that was with my friend Tamilla. And then there's just this beautiful message about Tamilla's voice. If you haven't listened to that, that's episode two of season one. And Tamilla sings to us at the end and it's fucking beautiful. She has an amazing voice. Oh, thanks for making my commute this morning so wonderful. I've been loving your podcast. It's been one of the very few portals of connection with creators over this time for me. It's super grounding and insightful. It's a beautiful podcast. I have cystic fibrosis and I'm an actor and hearing from creatives talk about their triumphs and struggles despite the odds stacked against them gives me so much hope. Also, your podcast makes me smile and laugh too, so everything I could possibly need. This message came through during season one and uh, this person is now a beautiful friend. (laughs) I've never met them in person because of lockdowns, but they're gorgeous. Okay, I'm trying not to do specific ones, but this is a beautiful message. So last night I listened to Lucy and Emily's episodes back to back and they were so therapeutic. You're such a wonderful host and the conversation is so natural and thoughtful. You really have a gift. This is a really specific message about Kim Ho, who was our first guest in season three, and I agree wholeheartedly with it. Kim Ho has the ability to perfectly encapsulate a concept in its most succinct form. Hearing him speak about his writing and the importance of the emotional life of a play was both fascinating and incredibly helpful. (laughs) Bronte's empathy shines through as always, and I'm so grateful that she continues to provide these wonderful glimpses into creative lives. They provide hope for the future of the arts in Australia, which at present is hard to find. Oi. Okay, I'm whew, a little bit emotional. You have made this possible. You, my listeners, you are the ones that send these messages that help me <laughs> keep going and currently are, are helping me learn to accept compliments, learn to speak kindly to myself and accept the kindness and generosity shared to me. Okay. So I obviously am not a psychologist. So speaking about mental health, I can only speak from my experience and what, what I know based on my life, not on, I guess, you know, scientific research that I've studied for several years. But I said last week, That's something that really helps me when I'm in a low kind of spot is speaking with friends, seeing people, uh, finding new energy. So I thought I would share this week what I've been doing since realizing how, how difficult it is for me to believe kind words. I did a yoga class with a beautiful teacher of mine, Ashley Jade, and she shared that she had been getting up each morning for the sunrise and that it was uh, really grounding her and creating a stable start to her day. So I started. <laughs> I set my alarm super early. And do you know what was the hardest thing about setting my alarm for like six in the morning? It was the fact that I knew I was going to wake up early, which meant I had so much of the day left that was not going to be full. So that was the main hurdle I had to get past. Was kind of telling myself, it'll be okay. You can get up early. You can just move slowly throughout the day time will go past. It will be okay. So I got up early. I popped my jumper on, jumped outside, went for a little bit of a walk to find myself a seat where I could see the sunrise, do a little breathing exercise, find some calm and grounding at the start of the day. (laughs) 
And the first day I did it was a disaster because I was so upset (laughs) that I wasn't able to find any nature because I've moved recently and I'm no longer like the Merry Creek is no longer on my doorstep. And so I was like really upset that I couldn't find anywhere to sit and breathe and be surrounded by nature and have a creek right beside me, which I think is valid, very valid. But also I was very lucky to live where I lived for two years and that's not where I live now and that's okay. And I need to get over it. So the following day, I walked in a different direction. I found an oval. There was like one or two people out going for a run. There was some galahs that were freaking the fuck out above me. And I sat down on a tree root because weirdly there were no seats around the oval. Anyway, I won't get into that. (laughs) I did a breathing exercise. Then I went back home. And I'm not saying that everyone needs to get up at six in the morning and go and watch the sunrise. I think what I'm... (laughs) What I'm getting at is that it was hard to do that. It was hard because I resisted the fact that there would be more hours in the day that I was awake, that I'd have to find something to do to fill my time. And it was hard because I wasn't where I wanted to be. I have to find my new places in my new neighborhood. And it didn't create a massive change in my headspace or the way that I was feeling or anything like that. Each day kind of followed on similarly to the last few weeks. (laughs) But I think it was almost a physical representation of the kind words that I struggled to say to myself. It was physically taking an hour for myself to get up, breathe deeply, listen to screaming galahs and find a little bit of stillness that was purposeful and gentle I guess I don't know sometimes I feel like at the moment my um (laughs) my moments of stillness are literally me lying on the couch watching Game of Thrones which is very violent and not necessarily a super meditative experience (laughs) And because I don't have a lot going on at the moment, I I feel like I'm avoiding those moments of stillness and quiet that they're really hard to sit through because it's all that I have going on. I only have nothingness. And so I fill, I try and fill, fill, fill that time. And I fill each moment. Uh, Last weekend, I, I slow cooked dinner, made a really elaborate lunch and baked uh biscotti which if you've ever made biscotti it's um it's it's a double baking process so I like to think that I made two desserts anyway I'm I'm good at distracting at the moment I'm not good at sitting with myself in stillness and in quietness at a at a quiet time of the day when no one's awake and the sun is only just rising so I think even though it's been hard to do I think it maybe a physical version of treating myself with kindness. I don't know if you're listening to this and kind of going, oh, that's obvious or something. But for me, it's been like a slow dawn, a slow dawning kind of realization (laughs) because it's always harder to see when you're in it, right? And so today I will say I created – some affirmations for myself that are going to be those kind words 
that at the moment I really don't believe and I find really hard to say and I find really hard to honestly like take them in. But, you know, I'm, I'm doing this physical representation of kind words by getting up and spending some time with myself and being still, acknowledging the headspace that I'm in currently and that things around me are really difficult. And now I'm going to attempt, I'll let you know how it goes next week, I'm going to attempt to be saying kind words to myself because it kind of feels like when when you're not on your own side, when you're not fighting for yourself and loving yourself, then kind of what's the point, you know? I want to say that if you're feeling in any way similar to the things that I'm describing, I'm always here. I'm not a trained professional, so I would say the best option is to find professional help. I'm really lucky that I have a beautiful friend who is currently studying psychology and and in some some moments of real darkness has been quite a solid rock for me. And something else I want to and something else I want to say is <laughs> are you okay day should exist every single day. Should not just be one day a year that you check in with someone that you think may be struggling. And if you are struggling, I'm here. As I said, I'm not a trained professional, get professional help, but I'm here if you need a hand or an ear or a voice or a body to go for a walk with. And I really hope that all of you listening are going okay, that you are surviving this kind of weird torture that is isolation and lockdown and almost two years of a global pandemic. I don't mean for these lockdown chats to be uh, selfish or self-centered, but as I said before, I can only speak from my experience and I think maybe others are having similar experiences right now. So in my attempt to connect and offer connection to this community at this time when connection is really hard to find and hard to maintain, this is my offering. And I hope it gives something of what you need right now. I am really, really lucky to be sitting on Warrandry country right now, wearing my Free the Flag tee from Clothing the Gaps. If you feel like you need some healing, oh boy, I wish I listened to my own advice. <laughs> but I would go and listen to the episode I have with Declan Ferbergillick because there's a section in there where we talk about healing and recovering after an intense show. And I think this period, this global pandemic <laughs> could be kind of, you know, an intense show right now that we need to recover from, that we need to heal and, and ground and find ourselves again from connecting with this land the earth beneath our feet beneath our fingers beneath our toes there's healing magic in that and if nothing else if you can't manage anything else take yourself outside maybe take your shoes off sit yourself down on some grass take a big deep breath time. Stay creative.